Hi YouTubers, um, last night I had a strange dream, um, actually I should say early this morning. Um, I remember everyone was required to get um, these vaccines and they were all told to stay in their homes. Uh, the people administering the shots were not telling us uh, that we had a choice, but they were telling us it was almost like we were required to get these vaccines. Um, if you did not get the vaccines, you were considered rebellious to the government, like a renegade, like you were setting yourself in direct opposition. How's it going, Rodney? Hi, Carrie. Um, one thing I knew for sure was that myself and my family were not going to get it. Hi, Lori. And uh, we were like having to run from our homes um, because it was like the people who were administering these shots, these, these vaccines were like, um, I, I think they were going home to home or something and somehow they knew also um, how many people lived in each home and how many doses of the vaccine were quote unquote needed. Um, also, to mention real quick, um, from what I remember, um, load everybody over here on YouTube. People who were glad to have you. Vaccines, they seemed almost like military. Appreciate like, you being here. Um, yeah, wasn't like nurses or wasn't like clinic. You know, it was like a, it was like a forcible. Anyways, um, and somehow I was made aware that these vaccines would kill you. Um, they were lethal, so. Hi, David. Hi, Ken. Greg, and glad you're here, brother. That was early this morning while I was sleeping. David Gwillen. They scream woke. We're distracted by vaccines and TV shows. Politics, celebrity, gossip, popular, neat quotes. Black lives, white lives, which lives mean most? We only dedicate one day to remember our fallen soldiers, the men and women who died young. But if you come out the closet, brother Glenn. Jenner, you're a hero and you get a whole pride month. The most dangerous pandemic propaganda from these clowns. Only masses gonna save us is duct tape on their mouths. Don't speak. We don't need to defund police, need to defund the media who lies through their teeth like. Big Pharma doesn't cure you, dog. Cause every patient that gets cured is a customer lost. And big oil runs the world. The only wars to get fought are with the countries who have natural resources they want. Heard him claiming if a white man braids his hair and likes rap, he's appropriating culture. But if a white man acts too white, he's white trash. He's a racist, he's a bigot, he's a monster. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb, not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against they can't stop us Cause we're ready to fight Trying to brainwash us But we won't let freedom die The whole world's brainwashed Everybody pick a team So the white in the streets The whole world's brainwashed It's not against them and you against me How did monkeys become people And people turn into sheep They put fluoride in the water That's keeping us Hey Andrea, hi Lawrence And I don't know what I'm all sick of. Lavers or Joe Biden looking like he ate a hundred Xanax for dinner. Consensoring the best. JR, Mark, glad you're here, brother. You're threat to freedom than foreign ballistic missiles. You don't trust the police and the government, but you want people giving up the right to own a firearm. Why would you be comfortable with the police and the government, the only people on the planet with the right to buy a gun? White privilege getting amplified to reinforce division. It convinces white people that they're favored by their skin, and black people getting angry because they're told they're treated different. So the conflict is between us. Never with the system. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb, not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against them. They can't stop us because we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us. But we won't let freedom die. The whole world's Hope everybody's having a good weekend. 
Beautiful weather, enjoy it. Winter's just around the corner. Separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven. Fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight. Put it on the news every night. Step nine. When people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. They can't stop us. Brother Ryan. Hi, Larry. Family. Glad you're here. <laughs> Hell it is. Winter's just around the corner, kids. As disappointing as that may be. As disappointing as that may be. She's closing in fast. Welcome everybody to Infidel Coffee Hour Live, episode 114, which ought to be like episode 300, but again, like I said, I digress. They erased my page. So, we start from scratch. That's fine. Glad to have you, Andrea. Brother Steve, glad you're here. See if I missed anybody. <laughs> Hush, I know. Filthy, filthy words. Filthy, filthy words. Yeah, a lot of shit going on right now, you guys. Unbelievable. Just when you think it's crazy, it gets even worse. I saw, and I posted it actually, DHS has just recently released their new list of propaganda, because that's exactly what it is. This stuff just reeks of social engineering. And, and so, you know, I don't know about you, and I'm sure we all have, and I know people have asked this question probably millions of times, but how did Hitler ever accomplish what he accomplished by getting these Jews so docile and willing to just go into their apartments, into the frickin' Bowries, and then march them into the train cars and off to Auschwitz to be worked to death or murdered. And we're seeing it right here with things just like this coming out from DHS. So they just released their new list of propaganda referred to as the potential terror threats. I shared that on my Facebook page, but it reads as follows. These are the, these are the primary threats and concerns, okay, coming from uh, General Mark Tilly, that pissant frickin' piece of traitorous shit, working for the army, the military, he is a royal piece of shit, but people who pose opposition to COVID measures, yeah, you are now considered a terrorist threat, okay, number two, claims of election fraud, belief that Trump can be reinstated, I do not for one second believe that Trump can be reinstated, nor do I give a shit if he ever was, Trump was never going to save us, folks, as a matter of fact, I firmly believe at this point in the game that Trump is probably as much a part of it as Sniffy Joe Squishy Pants, the pedophile, but anyway, claims of election fraud of that, I'm absolutely certain, and it wasn't just this election, I think it's been many elections, and so they're believing that the 9-11 anniversary that's just around the corner and religious holidays are all uh, topics of concern for our Department of Homeland Security and, of course, military. They're bringing everybody home from Afghanistan, leaving behind billions of dollars in equipment to hand over to the enemy so they can just march through and continue committing their atrocities after 20 years of being kicked back much like Vietnam, as soon as one government or power entity pulls out, it creates a vacuum and in comes whatever. Uh, we've seen it time and time again throughout history. Uh, it, it just tells you straight out that not only were they willing to waste 58,000 lives in the Vietnam conflict, but they were willing to do it here again in a bullshit war in Afghanistan where we just simply protected their poppy fields. Uh, and gave money to the huge military-industrial complex. All just bullshit, folks. This is all just one great big fucking game of bullshit. I believe nothing that they say. I believe nothing that they do. I don't believe that anybody in government represents the people anymore, and I mean that on every level of government. They are all culpable, every stinking lousy one of them, to not walk into these stinking chambers and start kicking fucking tables over and calling these sons of bitches exactly what they are, which are traitorous, murderous sons of fucking bitches. That's what they are. And they should be treated as such. They should be marched to the streets and dealt with accordingly. But add to this 
the already existing list of potential radical terrorist threats, which of course white is at the beginning of each of those sentences. Um, and what we have is a complete list of anything and everything along with anyone and everyone that can clearly see that we are in the hands of a rogue public government. So in other words, anyone that's not dumbed down enough to fall for their murderous genocidal policies is a potential terrorist. So get used to it, and it's only going to get worse, folks. What's happening, like in Australia, and I'm sure numerous other countries, is they will turn the military against us, which is my suspicion that they'll bring the troops back from Afghanistan to quell the revolt and upheaval that's absolutely going to occur here in America. They will use our troops against us, and I've had this conversation before. Don't think for two seconds with people like Mark Milley at the helm, okay, as one of our top military advisors in control who believes that they should purge anybody from the military that has conservative views or policies. You can see exactly what we're going to be dealing with. Then they're going to vaccinate the entire military, hence removing any possibility that they would have any type of empathy toward an individual trying to stand upon their own God-given unalienable rights to refuse this and there will be zero empathy coming from our military. They will do whatever they are told to do because they, again, have been dumbed down with the same exact type of applications that they're using in our public schools and colleges today. So don't expect much from our military other than kicking your door in and murdering you if you put up any resistance. I assure you that's the future for America and any other country that decides to fight against this ungodly tyranny. But anyone that can see the lunacy in creating a hero out of a drug-dealing career criminal felon like George Floyd, high on fentanyl and died while resisting arrest, but yet they build a statue and paint a mural to this fucking puke, okay, St. Floyd, okay, and then on the other side of that coin, then we have someone like Ashley Babbitt, who is a wife, an Air Force veteran who served in the Iraqi war, another bullshit war, a small business owner who is just simply protesting potential voter fraud at the Capitol, uh, oh, and did I mention she was white, too, by the way? I, I thought I should probably throw that in there. She was white, which automatically makes her guilty of something worthy of death. Um, so, no statue, you know, just simply she deserved to die. That That's the mantra when it comes to Ashley Babbitt, that she deserved to die. Anyone that can see the lunacy in these perspectives is deemed to be a threat to this nation. You know, we look back at Isaiah 5.20, and it says, Woe to those that, who call evil good and good evil, who turn darkness to light and light to darkness, who replace bitter with sweet and sweet with bitter. Isn't it amazing how accurate the Bible is when referencing the world today? I'm going to touch on some outside-the-box topics, things that I think play right into what I've been talking about for years now. And that's that I believe that we are hurling at record speed toward what I consider to be, what the Bible considers to be, um, end times and end times prophecy. There's a lot of things going on, folks, things that you're not going to see in the media because they're too busy pumping the COVID uh, vaccine, and so that kind of distracts them from all the other things that are actually really going on in the world, things that are of biblical importance, things are that are of prophetic importance. Look what's happening in Israel, God's time clock, folks. And of course, they don't want you watching that. They just want to demonize and villainize Israel. Um, Israel's uh, going through hell right now because of the same things that we're going to suffer for in the not-too-distant future. So we're going to touch on a few things, like I said, that are a little bit outside the box, things I've typically not talked about, but I think they're extremely important as pertains to prophecy. Hi, Troy, glad you're here. Let's see if I missed anybody. Sister Kathy. Let's see if I missed anybody else. Let's see what we got here. Looks like everybody's accounted for. One of the things I want to touch on is bioethics, okay? The Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity, okay? I don't know how many of you have ever followed any of this or not, but there was a point in time in history when 
it was considered to be immoral and unethical to patent life. But that all changed in the 1980s, and I believe in 1980 to be exact. But I'm going to go through a couple of articles that I think will define exactly what it is I'm talking about and why I bring this up. So the right to patent a human being, okay? Regular analysis of new patents in the International Center for Technology Assessment recently yielded a disturbing discovery. Patent US 6,211,429,000 was granted to the University of Missouri on April 3, 2001 by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. The patent which was issued on a process for animal cloning was written so broadly that it appears to include human cloning and products of cloning in its protection. As the ICTA wrote in the announcement of its discovery, the description of the patent places the public on notice that the present invention encompasses the living cloned products produced by each of the methods described herein. Patentees have the right until April 3, 2003 to present such product claims. However, even in the absence of such claim, broadening the patent owners now have rights over the product. There's a reason I'm bringing this up, folks. Any cloned human embryo or person born under the process is included in this patent. Theoretically, the patent could extend to include embryos, fetuses, and children resulting from using the particular patented cloning method. The application even specifically includes the use of human uh, oocytes, which are eggs, and, and the list of uh, marmalian eggs that may be used in the cloning process. The university shares control of the patent with Biotransplant Inc., a biotech company in Massachusetts. A patent gives the holder exclusive right to benefit from his or her innovation for 20 years. Some things like products of nature and physical laws are not patentable. And others such as plant hybrids are until late 20th century biological life forms could not be patented. But that's all changed folks. Monsanto is a prime example. That's why when you buy uh, non-GMO, non-genetically modified seeds for your garden, the reason and the genetic modification is that you will grow fruit that first year, dry those seeds out and reuse them, and you will never get fruit from it again. They have genetically modified these seeds so that they will only produce one crop. Okay, now Monsanto has won dozens and dozens of lawsuits around the world where their genetically modified seeds have infiltrated adjacent farmers fields and and corrupted their clean crops Monsanto then went in and told these individuals you either pay us because you have our crop genetics in your crop now or destroy the crop Monsanto has won every lawsuit around the world these farmers didn't want that genetically modified shit in their fields yet it blew by wind or bird shit into their fields infected their their pure seed and now they're at the whim of Monsanto because that's how corrupt our fucking courts are okay but this wasn't always the way it was folks this is how it happened okay in 1980 the United States Supreme Court ruled that a razor-thin margin that a genetically engineered bacterium capable of dissolving oil spills was patentable okay now there it is it's an engineered bacterium that was capable of dissolving oil spills and it was indeed deemed patentable just seven years ago the PTO issued a policy statement that non-naturally occurring non-human multicellular living organisms could be patented within a year the Harvard mouse genetically engineered to be highly susceptible to cancer met the new criteria and was patented and there you have it folks and now the door to hell has been opened and there's a reason why I'm bringing this to your attention as I said the PTO has previously had a policy of denying patents on humans or human embryos because they institute a form of slavery in violation of the 13th Amendment and we all know the Constitution isn't worth a bent dick anymore anyway so what the fuck does that matter the policy that policy seems to have changed that is the closing statement 
So how gene patents work. So patent X000072 was issued to Eli Whitney for the cotton gin. Alexander Graham Bell picked up patent 174465 for the telephone. Patent 6281 was granted to Walter Hunt for his invention of the safety pin. And the list goes on. So the patent 8,017,761, well that's easy. It was issued to Merck Pharmaceutical Company for RNA interference mediated inhibition a steroid COA desaturous gene expression using short interfering nucellic acid. Now that's a lot of fancy words for, you guessed it, exactly what they want to inject into your body. There's your patent, folks, and guess what? It is patentable. And there's a point to this. While most of us think of patents covering things like toasters, tractors, and turntables, the fact is that since 1982, the U.S. Patent and Trade Office has been issuing patents on genetic material as well. In fact, there are currently 3,000 to 5,000 patents on human genes in the United States alone, with another 47,000 on inventions involving genetic material source. On June 13, 2013, though, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that human genes could not be patented, but that brand new inventions that used or replicated DNA could. Now, we've heard a lot about this, folks. What does RNA, modified RNA, do? It replicates DNA. And guess what you find modified RNA in? You find modified RNA in the vaccine. So what does that mean? What does that translate into, folks? I think you're starting to see where I'm going with this. And now, while it might sound strange that a company could own the rights to something found inside your own body, it's actually not that simple. In fact, the process surrounding gene patenting is almost as complicated as the description of the patent number 8,017,761. And so is the controversy, as we'll see here. Folks, we've looked through this. We see where our courts are falling. We know that we are living in a fallen world where everything succumbs to evil and immorality. Ethics has been wiped from the books. There is no longer ethics in our court. There is no longer ethics in our justice system. This is going to go the way of the corporations. This is going to go the way Satan has planned. So as we talk about this, so what is cDNA and why is it important? So, genetic material is a component of a cell whose major aim is to transfer the genetic material from the parent to the offspring. It is found in the cytoplasm, nucleus, and mitochondria. Okay. RNA primer, get this, RNA primer in DNA replication, definition, function, and sequence. During DNA replication, an RNA primer serves as a starting point for DNA polymerase, which builds complementary DNA. Now, there you have it, which is exactly what the Patent Office is requiring. That is what the Supreme Court ruled, is that RNA, when you start building new DNA, that becomes patentable. So guess what's being injected into these people's bodies, folks, and guess who they now become property of? You think that's a stretch? You think that's a far reach? I tell you it's the absolute freaking truth. If you have been vaxxed, you are now owned and have no more access to human rights. Supreme Court 2013 Pathology versus Myriad Genetics. The vax can be patented slash owned. This was in a Supreme Court case decision in 2013 where the United States Supreme Court ruled that you cannot patent human DNA as it is a product of nature. However, at the end of the ruling, the Supreme Court wrote that if you were to change a human's genome by mRNA vaccines being used currently, then the altered genome can be patented, thus making you the fucking property of these corporations. You think that's tinfoil hat shit, folks? Wait and frickin' see. You wait and see. There is a reason behind all of this, and I'm telling you, just like our Heavenly Father's genetics was corrupted by the Nephilim back during you can find it in Genesis 6, before the flood. That was the reason for the flood, folks. The genetic creation of our Heavenly Father was corrupted 
thus polluting his creation, making it unsightly and unseemly to him, and he had to destroy it all. We're heading right back down that road. That is why it says if you take the mark, you are damned. There is no way out. You cannot undo what you have already done. You take the mark, it, your eternity is history. This means that everyone who has had the vaccine is now technically patented. Anything that is patented is owned and comes under the definition of transhuman. All people who are legally identified as being transhuman do not have access to human rights or any rights granted by the state. That is because they are not classified as anything 100% organic or human. Therefore, technically, anyone having this vaccine can no longer have any access to human rights. This is how they're going to deprive you of it. Because I assure you, with nanotechnology, they will be able to, to interact with this this modified DNA in your body through nanotechnology. We already know it's there. We know it's the truth. We know it's fact. And this is the way this is going to fall out, folks. That's thinking outside the box. I'm going to read something else that I thought was quite interesting while you mull that one over in your head. Hope you're all having a good night. Yeah, hug your kids tight. I'm going to read something because I think it plays into something else that's going on that a lot of people ignore. There's a reason why most of the upper echelon are looking for ways to get off this planet. There are reasons why they have built entire cities underground at great, great depths. I love how there's a verse in the Bible that says that they will crawl into the caves of the mountains and ask that they should fall on, uh, onto them for fear of the one who is coming in the clouds. And here they are. Here is the corrupt evil upper echelon building entire cities thousands of miles of underground tunnels for transport of goods and necessities I, I can't even imagine these things what they're building with your tax dollars yeah so I'm gonna read something here that goes right along with this I don't know how many of you have heard of Planet X or Nibiru but I'm gonna read through a few things that I think are quite interesting I'm going to start off with something that I think pertains to this, something that I think a lot of people overlook. And let me see where I want to pick up on this. Let's just read the whole thing. It's, it's, it's from Matthew 27, 32 through 56, the crucifixion of Jesus, Yahushua. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Right here, the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on the right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross, if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. This is where the death of Christ comes in. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. This is the part I really want you to pay attention to, folks. From noon until three, so three hours, okay? In the afternoon, darkness came over all of the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran to get a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it in a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, 
The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many. That's some crazy stuff right there. Almost science fiction like it, isn't it? But I assure you it's true. So the reason I wanted to point that out is, I'm going to point out something else. So there was darkness upon the earth for three hours, okay? This can be confirmed also in non-doctrinal books in history. So the fact that it happened is a fact that it happened. So my next question would be, how long does a uh, solar eclipse actually last? Because we need to put this into perspective, folks. Okay, so we had three hours of darkness where the sun was completely blacked out. It takes hours for the moon to move completely between the sun and earth. But the time when the sun is completely covering lasts no more than a couple of minutes for any given location. The longest amount of time for totality for the August 21st, 2017 eclipse, the total phase will last a maximum of 2 minutes, 41 seconds. So I'm doing this for perspective, as I said. So here we have three hours of darkness during the crucifixion of our Savior. But yet the moon can only black out the sun for a maximum amount of time in totality, 2 minutes and 41 seconds. So what is it? that is so huge and so massive that it could actually black out the sun for three hours. Think about that. Something massive to go between the earth and the sun and that it would take three hours in totality before the sun returned. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of Planet Nibiru or Planet X Nemesis, the Destroyer, or Wormwood, Hercolobus, Comet Typhon, and it's visible now in the year 2021. So people ask, is Nibiru real? Does it take Nibiru 3,607 years to complete one orbital journey? Now I'm going to pull something up if I can. I'm going to pull this up so you can at least get an idea of what I'm talking about here. Okay. And hopefully you can see that. So here we have the orbit of the planets. Okay. Right down here, if you can see my arrow, is Earth's orbit right here. Okay. Here is the orbit of Nibiru. Right here. And so something that large, and I'm going to read on. As you can imagine, the gravitational effects of a sizable planet moving close to the inner solar system would spell big trouble for the planet Earth. So think about what took place during Christ's crucifixion. Think about what it said, that there was a great earthquake, earthquake that rocks split in half, that it jostled the dead from their graves, and that it ripped the temple curtain from top to bottom. I'd say that's a pretty big uh, effect that something would have on this earth. Earth has been acting up lately in an increasing in earthquakes, volcanoes, climate change, blending of seasons and more. So open your mind a little bit and stop believing everything our so-called scientists and NASA folks are, are telling you. Every week, NASA seems to have learned something new that was unthinkable. And so we think about this stuff, folks. So let's move on to the next one. Nibiru is Sumerian for 12th planet. From ancient Sumerian texts, there was a description that our creators came from a yet-discovered planet that enters our solar system approximately every 3,600 years. The texts said that they were known as the Nephilim. Okay, you remember me talking about the Nephilim that we spoke of in Genesis 6 that came down and slept with the daughters of men and reproduced giants? Yeah. 
and that they had colonized earth over 400,000 years ago. The Bible also mentions this race and calls them the sons of God, like I said, mentioned in Genesis 6. The planet of Nibiru was suffering as its atmosphere was eroding. They came to earth in order to mine minerals, gold to help repair their atmosphere. Now, folks, I'm not saying I buy into this stuff. I'm giving you some theories because what's happening is genuinely happening. And what happened at the crucifixion genuinely happened at the crucifixion. And so now we have a situation that is returning. They say they can now see this next planet coming in, this 12th planet that they have known has existed for a long time, this planet X or Nibiru. And look at the effects that are taking place on the earth. What does it say in the last days? That there are going to be great earthquakes, that the mountains will fall flat, and that the islands are going to disappear. What is going to cause such great effect on the planet? Because every word in this Bible is true, folks. I'm here to tell you, okay? And it says that there are going to be great earthquakes, that the mountains shall disappear and the islands shall disappear. And so here we have such an immense gravitational effect that could only be created by a foreign planet or, or object being introduced into our solar system to affect the earth in that way. Because God does control the heavens and he does control the earth. This was done in the Middle East and is why we find the Great Pyramid and adjacent pyramids in alone with constellations in our solar system. They created portals on Earth, highly magnetic areas to send their minerals back to Nibiru. Like I said, I don't buy into all of this, folks. I'm just giving you some theories because with every, every fable, there is mixed some subtlety of truth. The Nephilim definitely existed and they definitely created a race of giants and they definitely had an effect on the future of humanity. So they also call this planet Wormwood, which is mentioned in Revelation 8, 10 through 11. Wormwood is the name of a star in Revelations. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. This is the third of the trumpet judgments described in Revelation. The seven trumpets are the judgments of the seventh seal. The first trumpet caused hail and fire that destroy much of the plant life in the world. The second trumpet brings about what seems to be a meteor, comet, or other heavenly body hitting the oceans and causing death of one-third of the world's sea life. The third trumpet is similar to the second, except it affects the world's lakes and rivers instead of the oceans. It will cause a third part of all fresh water on earth to turn bitter, and many people will die from drinking it. So these are some of the things that I've been talking about, folks. These are the things that are potentially affecting the world we're living in. I look around... And think about how absolutely oblivious most of the world is to what's taking place around us. They just think that everything's going to rectify itself. Everything's just going to go back to okay. And that all of this is just going to pass. That all this evil will be forgotten. You know, that, that the opposition will either die off or just come around to their way of thinking. I don't know what goes through people's heads. I cannot for the life of me understand how people could walk around unprepared for what we absolutely can see is coming. You look right now currently at the border of California. They've begun rationing diesel fuel to truckers. They're limiting them to 60 gallons for each semi-truck. This applies to all of the borders of California, Nevada, Wyoming, and several other states. And the effect that this is going to have on the availability of goods is unimaginable and unmeasurable. This is a multi-faceted battlefront with a singular intention, which is to collapse this nation along with the globe and enslave the world's population. That's it. 
Don't think for a minute that this is spawned of human intent and ambition, folks. This is Lucifer, the bearer of light, the God written on the money in your pockets, you know, the morning star. So while Biden is shutting down the oil fields and pipelines of America, and now we're compelled to import all of our crude from the OPEC nations as we pull out of Afghanistan and leave billions of dollars in equipment behind, all at the disposal of the Taliban, to inflict their merciless, godless, stinking shit upon what is remaining of the population. I think we can get a clearer picture of why a memo was sent out to all the upper echelon military officials to prepare for an upcoming event. And what they were telling them to prepare was, start gathering food and supplies for your family. That is what they were telling them. This is a legitimate memo that was sent out to all high up upper echelon officers and those in charge. And so while all of this stuff is going on, folks, I always think back to that verse in Matthew 24, you know, when it says that no one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying, given in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. And that is exactly how it is going to be for us that are preparing ourselves for what we can clearly see coming, folks. Imagine how frantic people were outside that ark when that door was closed and the rain fell and the floods began. That is exactly how it is going to be because these people are going to remain in their ignorance until that door is slammed shut. And those of us that have had the wherewithal to prepare for what's coming, they're going to be beating on the doors wanting in while they've spent all that time basking in their self-inflicted ignorance and stupidity. Most are completely oblivious to what is coming more stimulus packages are being doled out as though there is no end or effect to these policies. The earthquakes around the world, the planet is on fire, California is once again losing entire communities, while helicopter pilots can't even get jet fuel to fly their copters to put these fires out. Societal upheaval around the world, racial tensions and war, pestilences affecting the world whether it's true or imagined mothers and fathers murdering their children how many stories have you heard as of late about mothers murdering their children about fathers murdering their children and then committing suicide suicide is exploding along with the drug and alcohol addiction and overdose leading to death people are losing their frigging minds folks and you can see it the police see it law enforcement is suspecting that all it is going to take is one spark of asinine behavior on that bridge and they're gonna have an absolute catastrophe it is a narrative for them folks they can see it they sense it they know what's going to happen they interact with these people the road rage and all of the other types of violent interaction that's taking place in humanity today. They're absolutely clueless. Meanwhile, we got nurses walking off the job by the thousands, creating yet another health crisis. Never mind the mental health crisis, the physical health crisis on top of it. But it's here and in the making, and I believe many, many doctors are going to do the same. So all of that talk about putting away medical supplies is going to be very, very helpful in the not too distant future. There is a quote by Theodore W. Adorno and it says, what can oppose the decline of the West is not a resurrected culture, but the utopia that is silently contained in the image of its decline. 
I think that sums up our socialist-loving, smarmy little brain-dead sons of bitches coming out of colleges and public schools, living in their imaginary world where everything is made right by pronouns and good feelings. Those that sit quietly among the dead of spirit, waiting anxiously for the dawning of their socialist utopia, in a land of milk and honey where everyone owns nothing and the government tells you how many squares of toilet paper you'll need for each day. They believe that God is dead and that Christ never was. And we all evolved from the ooze of space. And we're just merely destined to decay in the dirt from which we came. So now and only now is what matters to these people. The feeling of feeling good no matter what you know, what the cost or conscience and spirit. Only the thrill of one's peculiarities and perversions. That's the life they crave, folks. And the life they will live at the cost of all of the truth of man's existence. All lies if it causes to question their illusions and delusions. Fuck the world is their attitude. It's all about me, which is now described by the pronouns they, them, and him, her, and so many others. Because what does any of it matter? The answer to no one, there is no God. So they answer to nothing but the consequences of their actions and their choices. But hey, what the fuck? That's tomorrow. And so they'll live for now. Now exists with no regrets and no aspirations. After all, it's utopia. I think about this generation, folks, these people that live in utter hopelessness, that life is absolutely meaningless. I've given that statistic before, that over 48% of all young adults between the ages of 18 and 34 believe that life is absolutely pointless, that it is absolutely meaningless, that it serves no purpose other than just simply to exist. And so these people go about their lives believing that there are going to be no repercussions for their behaviors, for their perversions, for whatever harm they inflict upon themselves and the world around them. I've read this Bible verse before, and I think it certainly applies to the world today. It comes from Proverbs chapter 1. It starts in verse 24 and goes down through verse 33, but I think it's very very applicable to the world we're living in today. And so I'll read it, because God knows that Satan hates to hear the scripture read out loud. Because I have called, and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have said it not, all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. I will laugh at your calamity, and will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as a desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel, they despised all of my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That is a very, very powerful section of scripture. So you look at this stuff, folks. There's another quote by A.E. Hausman, and I think it's very fitting, more so today than it was yesterday, and I'm sure much more fitting tomorrow than it is even today. The signifiers of warning they blaze, but none regard, and on through night to morning the world runs ruinward. That is exactly what's happening today, folks. This world is running ruinward. They can't get there fast enough. 
So now that we're all considered terrorists, because I doubt anybody on this live feed is willing to take the jab, the poke, whatever you want to call it, their poisonous serum, that according to the patent office gives them control of you and takes it from you. We look at all the things going on around the globe. I don't know, a lot of people are probably too young to remember the fall of Saigon when America pulled out of Vietnam, leaving thousands and thousands behind that I'm certain were murdered by the North Communist Vietnamese. And here we find ourselves again, decades later, wars later, of course, all fought in the name of freedom and safety. Folks, we haven't fought a legitimate, honest fucking war since the American Revolution. They have all been a concoction of the military-industrial complex, the banker families, the robber barons, all those people whose names you are completely oblivious to are the ones that are pulling the strings and setting the stage for this nation's destruction. We have Afghanistan, Taliban sweeping into Kabul after 20 years sealing control of the country. So the Taliban effectively sealed their control of Afghanistan on Sunday, pouring into the capital, Kabul, and meeting little resistance as President Ashraf Ghani fled the country. The government collapsed and chaos and fear gripped the city with tens of thousands of people trying to escape. Imagine that, folks. This is their home. No different than yours. No different than here. And don't think for one stinking lousy second that America is immune to this, folks, because it's not. We have a rogue, bullshit government in place that is criminalizing the good citizens of this nation, the patriots of this nation. Our nation's finest... All of those that fought in wars, risking their lives, sacrificing, watching their men, their, their friends die, time from their families, scarred mentally, spiritually, and physically for life, and yet our government has the balls and the fucking audacity to consider these people's threat to this worthless fucking government. This lying piece of shit that's got some geriatric shit as fucking pants, incoherent, mumbling piece of fucking shit with this whore fucking Kamala Harris, acting as though they're running something they couldn't orchestrate a one-car fucking funeral. And we're supposed to be obedient, subservient to these fucking pieces of evil shit? Kiss my ass. We will fight. I assure you. And if saying that makes me a threat, well, you already knew I was a fucking threat anyway. I will not stand for this shit. My family will not be subjected to your evil, tyrannical bullshit. Nor will my friends and families be, be exposed to your lies and murderous bullshit. We're not going to take this sitting down. We're not just going to stand here and let you walk over top of us. We're not going to let you piss on the graves of all of those that gave their lives on the altar of freedom for hundreds of years, sacrificing for liberty and freedom for the next generation, sacrificing their lives for the lives of those that hadn't even been born yet. And you think you smarmy little puke-ass LGBTQ-loving pieces of shit are going to come and freaking walk over top of us? You're living in a freaking world of fucking illusion. It ain't never going to fucking happen. Bring lots of fucking body bags. We're not going to stand for your shit. Folks, we're heading into some hard times as they continue to choke down the grid, as they continue to choke down the supply chain. Harbors are backed up, hundreds of ships deep. No shipping containers. This is a perfect storm with a multi-front battle going on. They are coming at us from all directions. And they're going to continue to choke us down and choke us down. 
until they think that we're defenseless. This is a campaign of demoralization to beat you down mentally, physically, and spiritually, folks. You need to get on your knees. You need to pray to the one and only true God, Yahweh, whose son, Yahushua, gave his life on the cross for each and every one of us. And those that refuse the greatest gift ever given, I'll never understand. I think a lot of it is because they don't want to surrender their perversions and their vices and their addictions and their bad habits. I've never looked down on one person, folks. I have never looked at it as though I want somebody to be as holy as I am, okay? I want them to understand that I am as wretched as they are, and yet I'm forgiven. We are eternal beings at birth, folks. At birth, we become eternal beings. It is our decisions that decide that eternity. Nobody's promised another minute, another day. We are alive and breathing by the will of our Heavenly Father alone. And when that time comes, whatever that may be, whenever that may be, there is nothing we can do about it. We can stockpile all of these things. We can stockpile food, medicine, armaments, whatever it is that we deem reasonable and necessary to the perpetuation of life. And that, and if, but yet if we don't know the Savior as our own, it's all absolutely for nothing. We need to pray incessantly for refuge and for safety for each and every one of us for those that know him for our brothers and sisters not just here but all over the world folks we need to pray incessantly and endlessly because the storm that is coming folks is unlike anything humanity has ever seen or experienced especially in America where we have been softened and spoiled by so many things, by so many gadgets, by so many buttons and switches. We've gotten soft. We've gotten apathetic. And no matter how awake any of us think we are, we have all been dumbed down to some degree. Every single one of us. Because remember, folks, they've been doing this to us since birth. They were doing it to our parents since their birth, and probably to our grandparents since their birth. So if there's any question how they got the Jews to just passively get into the train cars, crammed in there like cattle, off to the gas chambers of Auschwitz and others, take a look around, folks. Because for anybody that questions the legitimacy of this whole pandemic narrative is now deemed a terrorist and a threat to this nation. That's hard to even wrap your head around. I'm going to go back and look at some comments, see if I missed anybody. this up off the screen take her over to the corner we don't need four of me up there let's see who we've got in the balance bite your tongue on that season I know Greg what up homies hi Bob glad you're here brother Rodney yeah you do you need to refill your infidel cup keep that thing full coffee is good I don't know how many got if you aren't stockpiling instant coffee you are out of your stinking mind that is that is definitely a sign of insanity keep the coffee coming just got please uh, meet each other just Daniel Richard has something to say 
and Richard just got. Please meet each other. <laughs> right on. Right on. I like that. Like that. Hi, brother and all. Hi, Kathy. Hope Jay's somewhere there close by listening. I love you guys so much. It was nice talking to Jay the other night. He sounds so good. Yeah, you're a domestic terrorist, David. Yeah, wear it with pride. Hi, Marilyn, Mike, Stuart. Hope you guys are all there. Pet my dogs for me. I love those dogs. Mike and Marilyn have some of the coolest dogs. Glenn and Yoki have got some cool dogs, too. Their dogs love me. Hey, my mom's here. I hope she's still on. She gets tired early lately. Mom, I hope you're still on here. I love you, sweetheart. I didn't even see you come in. My wife, Amy, is in here. Holy Toledo. I think I thought she'd have enough of my ranting and raving. What's everybody got to tell me? Uh-oh, I missed something. You're proceeding on his, yes, LOL. Next time she says shut up, you better listen, can you? <laughs> when my wife says shut up, mm, yeah, I try to shut up. What was that uh, What was that one comedian? Uh, shit, what the hell was his name? When they drug him out of the bar and they said, uh, you have the right to remain silent. And he said, I knew I had the right to remain silent. Unfortunately, I did not have the ability to remain silent. I've had nights like that. Noah was perfect in his generations. Absolutely, Bob. You're absolutely right. As there, as we're in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man, Yahushua. Absolutely. Eric, brother, where you been? I miss you, baby. Where you been? Over on YouTube so I can have you on the boob tube. Right on. Is that what they still call that? The boob tube? I wonder why they call it that. Probably when the porno channels came on the scene. Tons, yeah. False flags incoming. They're losing control. They are losing control. No mercy, no quarter, Brother Ryan. Yuck, bad coffee, keep the Coca-Cola coming. Yeah, well, you better get a lot of it, brother. Get a lot of it. And when you think you got enough, get some more. Yeah, because I don't think we're going to come out of this storm. Any yeah, Ron White, exactly. Ron White. Yeah, I had the right to remain silent. Unfortunately, I did not have the ability. And when you you know you're in bad shape when your drunk friends are telling you shut up shut up, and and, and you keep on running your mouth. The cops are going look. I don't want to take you to jail, but <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Uh, what's that? What's that one Christian song? Thanks to Calvary, I don't go there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Let's thank uh, Rob Bennett for sending me that music selection for this evening. I like that. I had never heard that particular song. I had heard of the artist, but I would never heard of that song. And I'm not much on rap, but I like that song. That one had me tapping my toes on that one. Next time she says, shut up, you better listen. You can still see, okay? Yeah, I know. Good deal, you guys. I'm going to pop over here on YouTube real quick, see if I missed anybody. Show. Andrea is over here. Yeah, and the most people don't give a shit about anything going on in this evil world. It's pathetic. It is. That interaction you had on my other uh, video that I put up, Andrea, that guy bounced over to another video and tried instigating something with me. I told him, look, you're a troll. You're not looking for an answer. You're looking for an argument. Piss up a fucking rope. You guys are freaking idiot. They live for this shit. They sit home and masturbate to Pokemon videos and frickin' uh, get on the internet, see if they can't rile somebody up. I could give a shit less. Let them, let them die. Their ignorance will be their downfall. Who gives a shit? That's just a natural effect of the weak-minded in society uh, getting exactly what they deserve. Caught you watching MMA? Yeah. MMA, yeah. Like the song, the words are right on. Yep, you betcha, Steve. Glad you came around tonight. See if I missed anybody else. Want to make sure I get everybody. Monsanto. There's a good video about Monsanto called Food Inc. I've seen that before. Uh, I've seen that. It is really good. Anybody? And that's uh, Lawrence put on here. There's a good video out uh, about Monsanto called Food Inc. If you haven't watched that, watch it because it, it is a powerful, powerful video. Um, I've seen that Food Inc. Yeah, it's good. Good one, Andrew. It was called a global warming, which is a farce. Sucks to be blind. Yeah, it does. Well, there's no money in, in uh, you know, you got to call it global warming. You have to make it a carbon tax so they can make money off it. 
you know, we, we don't affect. Let's see, I remember the fall of Saigon. I got discharged in 77 right on, Brother Larry. Yep, absolutely. Incredible. If nobody's ever watched that video of the final uh, uh, few hours of the fall of Saigon, it, it, it's just enthralling. You sit there on the edge of your seat just watching, waiting. Yeah, we will, brother. We absolutely will. I miss you, Brother Foster. Yeah, I know, Lawrence. I know what it is. But I like Lawrence better. I like that. Sounds almost diplomatically dignitarian-like. It's awesome. All right, you guys. I'm glad you showed up. I hope you learned something. I love you guys, and I truly, deeply appreciate all of you being here. It's nice to know that we're not alone. That's why we do this, to sit and uh, bask in the brother and sisterhood of those that are awake and not dying in a sleep. Yeah. Bless each and every one of you again. Pray for sanctuary and safety for each and every one of us, folks. I pray that our Heavenly Father blesses each of you, your homes, your families, your loved ones, your friends, your jobs, your ability to sustain life. And again, give us the ability to sift through the lies, the massive amount of lies. Help us to discern fact from fiction and truth from lies. God bless each and every one of you guys. Have a great Sunday evening, and I look forward to seeing all of you next Sunday. Have a great night and a good work week.